When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would imagine it's been a couple of tough um, days at the office or the past 48 hours, but Mark Stone's been good enough to join us. Uh, Mark, thank you for your time. Uh, no worries, guys. I uh, hope you're both going well. Yeah, we are. I was fortunate to be there. Uh, Roach watched it on the box. It was one of the all-time classics. We'll get into the nitty-gritty. Is it one of the better games you've seen? Uh, from a spectacle point of view, mm. I think. I think it was, and there's been a lot of commentary around how, you know, uh, captivating it was as a game and, and certainly as a grand final. It was great to be there. It was, it was a huge crowd. and it, it was a really tough game of footy, and it you know, had a lot of momentum swings and lead mm. changes. So mm. from that perspective, you know, it was great to be involved in that and to see it live, yeah. Well, let's dig into it. Let's uh, rip the Band-Aid off. In the end, it was 30 scoring shots to 21. Uh, you you Everyone can get to see the KPIs. Uh, it looked like they were the better side on the day. Did the best side on the day win? Yeah, we think so, Kimbo. Mm. I think Fag said that in his presser too. And, you know, you've touched on a couple of numbers there. But the inside 50s were 43 to 57 from memory. Yep. Uh, we averaged 57 and we keep teams across the year to 48 to 50. So, you know, they beat us between the arcs. Um, and really only through a bit of inaccuracy we were, were in the game. But... Sometimes that happens and you get over the line and pinch those, but mm. we weren't good enough to do that. And So I think your statement's probably on the money. You know, they probably were the better team on the day. Well, there'd be three areas, the inside 50, the tackling, they were plus 20, and the turnovers. It was 60 to 49, and they kicked 6-11 off turnovers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, you talked about the tackling that had 13 tackles to six in their forward 50 compared to ours. Yes, so yep. They certainly were better at applying the pressure game, and... Oh, look, I've, I've only watched a half of it back on replay and there's some times where we beat ourselves a little bit with mm. our ball movement in terms of where our shape was. And But you know what? Credit to them because sometimes they play that fast ping game mm. that goes up and down so quick it, it does disrupt your own shape a little bit. It's harder for our, our guys to get in the positions they need to be in when you move the footy and often we had players that got the ball in open space and looked up and all they saw was black and white. So mm. we sort of weren't able to uh, arrest that through the through the half-time break. And, um, yeah, they out, outscored us in turnover. And in the end, um, it's funny how <laughs> things work. We had an opportunity probably to to to, to take it away from them. But um, they were good enough at the end to to, um, to score when it counted and, you know, centre bounce clearance and then to go, he puts it, yeah. puts it through from 50. And that, that, that's just the class coming to the top, isn't it? That happens in, in big games and finals and, they were good enough to do it. Mark, tell us about half-time. There was an interesting point with any sporting team is do you go in believing that what you are doing will stay true to what you've set up through the year or do you say something's not working here and we do have to find something different? How did you work your way through what was half-time presenting? Uh, it was really, it was calm and composed and, and, and we just talked a couple of, not too many, but just a few of the key points of the game, what we thought were the key points in the game anyway. And a lot of that was around red time, um, mm. which you can't have back. But, you know, when we set those things up and even the players recognising the swings in the game of the momentum and 
when Collingwood are running at you and they're coming with the ball and they've got momentum, you've got to all play a little bit more on the defensive side until you can arrest it. And then when we've got the momentum, don't let them get it back. You know, little things we made errors in some of our setups at stoppage and, and just talk through some of our ball movement as well and saying we're, we're able to get it to the open side boys, but we're standing still and then we're not penetrating with the ball from there. A little, little, couple of little things on how we might do that a bit better. Um, but also to trust our big boys down the line because our kick-ins were working well and some of our down-the-line play was effective for us, um, particularly if we got it through the first line and out the back and brought the speed into the game with Charlie Cameron and Bailey and McCarthy and those sort of guys. So a lot of our scores are really off straight plays. So we just said, boys, well, okay to take those if there's nothing open on the open side. So just a couple of little adjustments. Um, we felt we could have been a little bit better on our... Mm our hell ball defence, they, they got us up the middle a couple of times and just, just lapses of concentration. And So it's just a few little key points, um, but also maintaining the belief that we're good enough and we're right in, right in it, right up into our necks and that we had every chance to get it from there. So it was pretty composed. It's an extra, it's 27 minute and a half time, lads. So a lot of it's spent on recovery and warm up again. So um, yeah, not too much time in front of the whiteboard, just a few brief points. They so can't take a lot in, hydrate them. Um, those types of things were more the priority. Mark, one of the most fascinating storylines of this grand final will be Billy Frampton. He wasn't a forward who kicked a bag full of goals. He didn't take a bag full of marks, nor have many, many kicks. But his contest with Harris Andrews is going to be spoken about for years. What did you as a coaching group think was happening with Harris Andrews, and was there a plan B with him? Well, we sort of knew it was coming. I think mm. I mentioned it to you yeah. guys, yeah. Um, you know, on Friday, I think it was, mm. and um, we we talked about Harris being able to play to he, to where he wanted to position because Billy would follow him. But there are times where he's deep; it's hard to sort of let him stay there by himself and come up the ground. So mm. there were things about um, trying to get to the ball side of the ground. So if you, even if you're a little bit deep, just come over to where the ball is and play ball side. And um, I, I thought Harris still had an impact. He, he didn't have his usual intercept marking game, but. Mm. He still had an impact. Um, they tried to take him away from their kick inside and away from, you know, ours as well. And so we're a little little chess game going on. Um, you'd have to say Frampton did his role pretty well, but but I still think Harris contributed for us as well. Even though, as I said, he didn't take a lot of mocks, but he had some big spoils and big kills and. He set up a couple of rebound plays for us. Yeah, nine disposals in the last quarter. Uh, yeah, with the advantage of hindsight, we've all got twenty twenty. Vision. If there were a couple of things you could do differently, uh, what would they be? Oh, good question. Um, if we could have our red time back, um, um, they scored five goals in red time. Um, so, yeah, well, there's a couple of plays where we put one behind the ball, which we do often, um, just to, you know, within the last minute and a half of a quarter, just to just to close it out. They scored twice in the first quarter and twice in the second. So there's four goals, you know, and yep. where we've been really good all year. Our red time um, numbers tell us that we're in the we're in the green and we're in the plus for the season, for you know, for those sorts of plays. And we just we didn't execute them very well. And I mean, uh, you can go back and you can go over it and over it. But Dacos being able to, you know, his agility work, work his way through a mm-hmm. contest and through a stoppage and then centre the ball up is. <laughs> You know that sort of class is hard to stop. Even though we've got the mechanisms to do that, you still got, you're talking about people. You know, you're not talking about robots. And mm. yeah, we'd love to have that time again. That's for sure. And but you know they they're good enough to do it. So you you take learnings from that and say, boys, you know we can we can score at the end of quarters as well. So 
Um, so speaking of time talking in, Mark, now, it's how you read this advantage rule, but were you denied a time again with advantage on the Lockie Neal trip? Uh, I think we were, but I don't think that's the make or break of the game. Mm. Um, it's so hard to hear out there. Like, you know, um, Zach Barley had his back to the umpire. He took the ball, he kicked yep. it. In my view, that they've got to be able to say that's not an advantage. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Yeah. Um, but it's gone, you know. I, I get that. I but... think everyone's waiting on the debate, but you know, I, I think if you're going to call a free kick and then say play on, you took advantage. It's got to be a genuine advantage. It's it can't be a, a kick over your shoulder. Yeah, under but the rule, doesn't, yeah, on the rule actually doesn't say that. That's the strange thing about it. it just doesn't actually say that. If it, it was a poor decision. There was 80 yeah. seconds to go. So you don't know whether it would have made a difference. But the, the key fact point, is, how could he hear it? Yeah, That's we couldn't. We spoke to Bo McCreary on the Wednesday or the Thursday. Mm. He said he could not hear people yeah. the week before. I think before, that's the key point. Uh, you know, from about five metres away. Yeah. And, and these are no, there's no but, load but of... But just, the... just on that, lads. Sorry, just on that. Oh, I think there's been too much made of it, to be honest. Yep. I, I don't think that was the, 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 the thing that cut the game apart. I don't think that's what separated us. So I think it's a good talking point for next year in terms of how they adjudicate that. But yeah, and the rule. I, yeah. I don't think there's anything to do with the game, really. Mm, okay. Hey, no loaded questions here. I was lucky enough to watch the game in the stand with a beer in my hand. So um, I look at some of your players that are a little bit quiet, uh, and we look at Cam Rayner. You know, do you think now when you look back at hindsight, did, did he get a squirt in the middle at all? Uh, I think he might have had one or two sound bounces. Two, yeah. 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 So not something um, that you look back Cam, at. Yep. Maybe we could have done it more, yeah. The thing with Cam is when we start to rotate, so there's three bigs that have to generally get a spell. Occasionally we'll, we'll give one 100% of the quarter. They don't come off. But when they rotate, Cam becomes our third tall. So he has to stay forward of the ball. Um, so there's sometimes we're limited to putting him in there, but potentially we could have thrust him in there. We did talk about what can we do in the last quarter to generate a bit of a drive and Yep. We even discussed whether or not we put Charlie in there for a couple of bounces. Well, I would have loved happen. that. I would have loved that. You don't yeah. always bang on about that one. Yeah. Um, but, but then the counter-argument to that is, what if we do win the clearance and he's not down there because he's yeah. in the middle? So, yeah, we resisted that temptation. Potentially, we could have put Cam in there a bit more. You're happy with the Dunkley-Dugowie matchup, apart from the fact he kicked two goals from, you know, one outside 50 and one off one step from 50? Oh, I think overall, yes. I mean, you take away his impact by scoring. Um, he had seven at half time, I think, from memory, and I'm not sure what he finished with. It might have been around the high teens or 20 mark, but I think overall you'd take that. 18. I think the, the goal 18, is capable. Yep. 18, yeah. I think you'd take that. If you said they were going to get that at the start of the game, minus his goals potentially, but mm. I think you'd be happy with that. And I think Dunks had a real impact. I think. Um, we talk about red time and disappointment of that, but if you think back to the start of the second quarter, they kicked two late goals in the first. Yep. We kicked the first two goals in the first two minutes mm. of the second quarter, and they were both off Dunkley clearances. Mm. So he had an impact on the game as well. I think it was just sort of a... Dugowie maybe got the, the nod because of his goals, but it was a pretty break-even contest mm. through the through the middle of the ground with that. So we, we were pretty happy with him. Dunkley, 21 touches, Roach. Mark... I, I do take you played Collingwood and not the MCG, but is the rest of the competition adverse to challenging Collingwood in the in the centre corridor? Is there you're measuring risk of, against reward and just think the risk is too much at times? In terms of kicking the ball through there yourself, yeah, I just have watched so many teams be reluctant to take Collingwood on in the in the centre corridor as if 
you just know they're going to burn you if you do. I think he's quoting Paddy Dangerfield a as lot. well. Patrick Dangerfield was very strong yeah. about that Brisbane seemed to be playing the MCG wide on grand final day. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't agree with that. I, I think we went through the middle early. Mm-hmm. We, we kicked the ball in there a few times. Uh, we kicked one to Dunkley early that got through. We won to Lockie Neal that got through. Um, and we felt like we missed a few opportunities in there as well. Mm. Um, the key piece, though, is if you do get it in there, you've got to get it past your attacking mid-zone. You've got yep. to get it inside yep. 50 because Collingwood's ultimate strength is rebounding from their defensive mid. Agreed. Yep. If you land the ball short, and we did that a couple of times, and we had great contests from uh, Eric Hipwood one-on-two at times mm. to bring it to ground, and we, we were able to crumb it and mop it up. But their great strength is going from the just behind centre. You turn it over in your attacking mid-area, and they'll, they'll burn you from there. So... Mm. I, I don't totally agree with Paddy there. We Sometimes they don't let you in there either. You know, mm. Sometimes their defence is good enough to stop you. But we, we certainly had no um, you know, plan to stay out of the corridor. Okay. Um, we wanted to get it in there if we could and go direct to goal. So we um, should be paying more we credit to Collingwood about the way they set up then, shouldn't we? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they, their shape was a bit better than ours, I felt, um, mm. across the day, the way they held their defence. And we're still able to attack. And we um, we sometimes got the ball in really good spots and looked up, as I said earlier, and we didn't have a, a target hit because yeah. we were caught on the other side or those sort of things. It's a work rate thing. It's it's sort of a... We call it the landmarks. So the landmarks of the ground are different to the Gabba. The Gabba's a little bit smaller. and Sometimes you play that way and you look up and there's your, there's your teammate and you yeah. get to a foreign ground and, and then you looked up and they're not in the same spot. So mm. it's a little bit like that when you go to um, Adelaide Oval because of the length of it and it's mm. narrower. Sometimes teams find it hard to just adjust to that. So, um, yeah, we didn't have any any uh, reluctance to go through the corridor, okay. that's for sure. Okay. Mark, we spoke on Friday about uh, Kitty Coleman. Uh, he's come of age as a big-time player, hasn't he? Yeah, he backed it up, which was yeah. which was good. I, I mean, Kitty probably has a couple of defensive moments he'd, he'd like back, but... Mm. Um, you know, I think he had over 20 to half time and was really pushing us forward a lot, uh, just reading the, reading the game really well. Um, yeah, so for a kid that, you know, he's only 19, maybe 20, um, you know, stand up in those two big games for us has been enormous and it should hopefully be a real uh, launching pad for him to have a great season next year and, and be really consistent like that all year, hopefully. We'll, we'll let you go shortly, uh, Stoney. We'll just keep you tied up for a second, though. Uh, there was a lot of commentary about uh, Joey Danaher's game was great, but uh, you were losing out when he was in ruck against Cox, but you had to rest big McInerney. Uh, when you look back at that one, how do you see that? Yeah, um, it, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because mm. they went in with two genuine and probably tried to structure it around when Oscar went off. They got tried to get Cox versus Joe. I, I think the key bit, though, is uh, I reckon our mids could have been setting up a bit more of a defensive triangle. I think it's known throughout the AFL, so I'm sure that term's not uncommon to you or unfamiliar to mm-hmm. you guys. Uh, setting up a bit more of a defensive setup and structure at centre bounces just to you know, entice Cox to hit it backwards. I think mm-hmm. the, the one thing that they did when he was in there against Joe was swat it forwards and and even when the ball came to ground, the next was a knock-on or a surge forward. So they got uh, they got the better of that duel, I think, out of the centre. Um, uh, and in the end, we sort of tried to conserve um, Oscar by not putting him into forward 50 stoppages, which we did in the first half. We held him out of those in the second half to conserve him a little bit um, so he could play 100% of game time in the last quarter. And we didn't have that issue. So we, we were 
thinking our way through that. And that was a bit of a pre-plan anyway. But, yeah, he's a pretty big boy, Mason. So <laughs> it's hard to judge us to stop him it's more about I think where we position our mids we could have done that better at times two really really quickies we've got a minute before we get to a break uh, the heat a factor for either side um, well I wasn't out there but I think we, we commented a couple of times that we looked heavy um, mm. Collingwood seemed to be running on top of the ground a little bit better than us at times um, so potentially it was I mean we, we're used to it with the way we train um, you know there are a lot of unknowns really guys I mean Collingwood didn't have a travel in the last eight weeks of the season. Yeah. You know, we had three. Um, yeah. So whether there's an accumulative, I'm not sure. But we felt like at times we looked a bit heavy-legged. Um, so maybe that was the conditions. Unsure, un, un, un but both teams are in it. So yeah. there's no excuse. I blame that hour on the tarmac on Thursday for four points. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I won't ask you the yeah. next question because we've got to get to a break. But it was just basically what are you up to now and... Uh, and who you're going to target. But hopefully we can have a chat to you uh, over the next couple of weeks again anyway. Stoney, once again, we said it on Friday, we really appreciate your time. I know this hurts, but it truly was one of the uh, great grand finals. And, uh, well, that's a compliment in itself. It doesn't give you the Premiership Cup, but, no. gee, what a game. Yeah, that, that's right, guys. And, you know, to be honest, I wanted to balk this one, but um, <laughs> sometimes you've got to face the music. And you guys have been great supporters of the Brisbane Lions. and to spread our, our message across South Australia. So I appreciate your support throughout the year and I'm happy to chat to you any time, uh, you know, through the uh, off-season if you, if you if you need some someone to talk to from up this way. Do I tip you again next year or should I get off and give you a chance? Uh, I'll tell you in December. Oh, yeah. I'll look <laughs> get, forward to it. Get Mark. through the draft and the trade. <laughs> hey, good on you, Stoney. Yeah. And, uh, I don't look, want to be a dead weight to him. You are to a lot of people, <laughs> including the show. <laughs>